a good start. To start with a smile, it's always a good start. When we are preparing ourselves to talk about the Creator, to understand the Great Will, the source of kindness and love, the one that gives life to every creation. We must understand that even that we are very simple people and we don't hold ourselves as important or as holy or righteous or something unique, just regular human beings. If really the Creator chose us to reveal Himself to us or through us, it means that we are very, very important. It means that we are very, very special and unique. And the fact that we don't know it is because that we don't understand how humble we are. We don't understand, we cannot even grab our greatness, how important and powerful and sophisticated and endless, unique and magic we are. Because the Creator, what are we talking about? Who is He? Something that no words really will describe. No praise, no compliment, no explanation, nothing will really bring us to the complete understanding. Can someone really describe the Creator somehow? He revealed Himself to us through His names and even the names we can grab, we're not even allowed to pronounce. So, and now He is choosing us to think about Him, to pray to Him, to call Him, to feel His presence somehow. It's written in the Talmud, the Gemara, in Masechet Brachot, that even if one person is praying to the Creator, so in that time the Creator is with him. Where they're learning it from? From a verse. And the verse is saying, In every place that I'm gonna say my name, mention my name, I'm gonna come to you and I'm gonna bless you. It's weird. There's a big question here. You said 
in the beginning that if a person is calling you, so you will come to him, will be with him and bless him, that's great. But then you brought the evidence for that from the verse and the verse is saying that the Creator Himself is saying, in every place that I'm gonna mention my own name, then I'm gonna come and bless you. You didn't call him, he called himself, he mentioned his own name, that's what that is written in the verse. In every place that I'm going to call my name, in that place I'm going to bless you. It means that when you're calling the Creator, it's actually Him calling Himself through you. And then He's blessing you. And like the Rabbi Nachman of Wesleyan wrote in the holy book Likutei Moran, who is that me that we're talking about? What's the meaning of the word Ani? It's me. Who is that me that we're talking about? Rabbi Nachman of Weslev is saying, that's the vessel to contain the blessing. That's it. And nothing else except of that. So who are you? You're the vessel to contain the blessing of Hashem. And I'm going to come to you and I'm going to bless you. And when you speak to the Creator, and when you call Him in His name, and when you pray to Him, and you ask, please Father in Heaven, please Father, source of mercy, please the Creator, please, oh my God, please help me, no matter how you call Him, in that moment that you called Him, you actually dressed yourself in Him. You brought Him to cover you and to be inside of you. You just washed yourself, purified yourself, cleansed yourself completely, nullified yourself completely to infinity, to godliness. And there is no you anymore over there, except of to receive the bounty, the vessel to contain the blessing. Those are us. That's the nature of the creation of the Creator. There is only one thing that is separating us from Him and it's the illusion. It's the power of imagination. It's the foreign thoughts that are telling us that we are far. But except of that, there is nothing that is separating us from Him. Because even the science, the doctors, the people in the university, all of the wise guys over there, they're all going to testify that it's all energy, pure energy, that there is no physicality to the world at all. And if you go deep and investigate and check and search what you find, infinity, you find endless, you find movement, you find the Creator, you find that it's all an illusion that this is a wooden standard, that that's a mic, that those are speakers, and that those are people, and that that's a teacher. It's all an illusion. There is only one God outside the world, inside the world, inside of you. Asuli mishkan v'shachanti betocham. If you will prepare yourself, and open yourself, 
God will live inside of you. And it means that you will feel His presence inside of you, corresponding to how much that you're going to prepare yourself to contain His bounty, to accept on yourself yoke of heaven. Yoke of heaven, it's a simple thing. We're not talking about obligations. We're not talking about Torah mitzvot yet at all. We're talking about the first commandment that all of the world is obligated to believe in God, in one Creator, Hashem Elke Yisrael Melech Umalchuto Bakol Mashala. The Creator that He, in that generation, chose one nation to show His greatness through that nation. And He took us to a certain journey. That through that journey, the wide world will see the power and the love and the mercy and the greatness of the Creator. We've been used by Him, we've been chosen by Him to show the kindness of the Creator. That's our job. We're here to serve. We're here to shine, to illuminate the world with the light of faith. But that faith supposed to wash the world, to shine to every person, to shine in every land, in every city, in every village in the world, in every house, in every family, inside of every person. <coughs> this is what that is written in the holy book that calls the Zohar Kadosh, that's been written by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his students, that the purpose of the creation is that everyone going to know Him and going to recognize Him in their lives. When you're driving your car, you should see the Creator. When you work in the office, you should know that He is there with you. While you're eating, while you're sleeping, while you're talking, while you're chatting, while you're sending WhatsApps, you need to know that the Creator is with you. Like the government. <laughs> Just good. With you. In every moment of our lives. And for that, to have that knowledge, you're not supposed to be pure. You're not supposed to be Jewish. You're not supposed to know all the Bible by heart or all the book of Tehillim that we read in the prayers of David Amelech, King David. No, not at all. God wants to reveal His kindness. And if He wants to reveal His kindness on us, so it must be that there is a way for every one of us to receive that kindness. What's the meaning of the word kindness? To give something to someone that is not worthy to receive that thing. That's kindness. If you owe me something and now you pay back, so it, that was not charity, that was a debt. You owe that money, that amount or that thing and you gave it back, it was judgment. That was justice. It was not kindness. There was no act of mercy in it. Mercy is if you gave me something that I was not deserved to receive from you, you don't owe me anything and you give, that's mercy. So when we are praying to Father of Mercy, we must understand that when Father of Mercy will reveal Himself to us, on us, He will do it out of His mercy, mercifulness, kindness. So we're talking about an unconditional 
love. Love that is not depending who you are and what your actions are and when you woke up in the morning or what you ate for lunch. The only thing that is important is how much we prepared our heart to receive the light of the Creator. I know that in this generation there is a huge awakeness. Many, many people are waking up and searching for the truth and finding lies in their old religions and in their old, way, old ways of thinking. And they say, hey, I must change my way. I must find the truth. It's okay. As long as you're not judging yourself on who that you are. Because when you start criticizing yourself on who that you are and you feel, no, I must change, I'm telling you, it's an act of the devil, it's an act of your power of imagination that wants to make you weak and confused and to let you think that you are wrong and that you're not able and that you're so far and that there is no chance for you to make that distance and that you're never going to make it. Those are the next conversations that you will bring in the future. In the early beginning you say, hey, I want the Torah. And then you know, oh, I was holding the sitter upside down. I'm sorry. I don't know. I never read that language. I don't know what they're talking about. And then you find out, oh, I'm a Jew. No, I'm not a Jew. Oh, I am Hasid. I'm not, oh, so you should be Breslev. What should I be? Who can, what, there is a chance for me to do all of that? No, there is no. So why to try to achieve something that is not actually meant to be? Because I'm talking to you as a Jewish person that was learning for 12 years of his life in yeshiva. After that I am a Baal Tshuva. Most of my life I lived secular. I was born in a secular family, far from faith, didn't have no religious in, 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 no religion in our house almost at all. And we lived secular life regular. We were not keeping Shabbat, not eating kosher. I ate every animal that, that, that can walk or crawl on this fantastic earth. What can I do? Not all of it was delicious. But you know, you have to try. But then God woke me up. So why did He choose me to wake me up? What's the reason for that? I wasn't holy, I wasn't pure. He revealed His kindness on me again. The kindness, the unconditional love, love with no limits. That is the love of a father to his child. And that love is not depends on the actions at all. And if He woke you up and now you find yourself, hey, but I'm Christian, hey, but you are awake. So it means that someone woke you up even though that you're Christian. Hey, but I'm not only Christian, I'm also evil, I'm also bad, I'm also doing horrible things, I'm also doing drugs, I'm also eating treif, I'm also driving in Shabbos, I'm also whatever you want to say on yourself. And I'm saying to you, but still, already God woke you up, no matter who you are. And He is communicating with you. And He chose to open your eyes. So now to think, oh, I must convert, oh, I must change my ways, oh, I must keep Shabbos. I'm telling you all, relax. Relax. I'm not saying don't do that. Do whatever God wants you to do. Ask Him, what's my path? What's the right way for me? 
But don't be judgmental on yourself. Don't criticize yourself. No, I'm not a Jew. I'm not good enough. No, I'm not righteous. I'm not good enough. No, I'm not holy. No, I'm not pure. No, I don't remember the rules, the halakha. I don't know what the Bible is saying on that situation, on that situation. I'm <coughs> telling you, hey, remember that God is with you no matter where you are. Because He loves you and unconditional love. And He's desiring to hear your prayers, to hear truth come out of your heart, out of your mouth. That is what the tea desire the most. The most. If my children are doing something bad, if they're doing something against what that I want them to do, and I'm trying to talk to them about it many, many times, we said, we spoke, I rebuked them, I also been punished them all that so many times, and now they're doing it again. Do I want to punish them on that again or I want them to come back from the bad way? No matter thousands of times that they're going to do the same thing, in the end I want them to come back and I don't want anything else except of that from them. And who am I compared to him? I'm so much more cruel than him, I'm so much lower than him, I'm so far from mercy from, from the level that the Creator is this and where is he and where am I? I'm a physical creation, limited and small. Compared to him, I am not exist at all. So he for sure just wants us to come back. So come back. Who should come back? You should come back. Who that you really are? Why do you think you need to change? If he would want to create you as a religious Jew in the, the most hard and, and, and strict neighborhood in Jerusalem, Masha'arim, to be Haredi, from, from birth, from, from habit, stuck over there, walk in the ghetto of the Jerusalem Haredi world, he would make you to be like that. You think it's hard for him to bring you in another place, in another lifetime, to another family? If he would want to make you to be that Haredi person that walks in the alleys of Jerusalem, lives in the old city, can see the western wall from the window, or the sleeping room window, he could do that. For him there is no effort that, 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 that is required for that action. If he will want you to be something else, he can make you. But I'll ask you, what's going to happen to all of your friends and all of your family? If you will go and move to Jerusalem and going to serve Hashem over there in the alleys of Nasharim, who are going to speak to all of your neighbors? They don't deserve a chance. Who are going to tell them about the Creator? Who are going to stay with your family? Who are going to help your friends? All of your friends from college, from school, from high school. All of the guys that you were riding horses with, driving on bikes with them, drinking beers with them in the pub. Who are going to, make, who are going to take care of them? You think that I can do that? You think that I'm able to reach each and every one of the people around the world? No. It was a joke when I said that we took over the television uh, studios of the Muna channel. That was a joke. We're barely paying rent. <laughs> you have a job. You have a mission. You have a purpose. Each and every one of you, you have a huge purpose in life to reveal the Creator to your company, to your family, to your friends. 
Now, if you find yourself going crazy, no, I must convert, must convert, go convert. I'm not going to stop you. Go do that. You want to do tshuva, you want to make aliyah, you want to go to Israel, go to live in Jerusalem, great. Call me in four years, I'm going to help you out. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> Don't lose your mind. Be happy to be who that you are, to be who that the Creator made you to be. Try to look at the beauty of His creation instead of trying to change it all of the time. What are you doing? Think about what you do. Oh, I must change. Oh, I must convert. Oh, I must make aliyah. Oh, relax. Look at you. Think that a certain animal, 24 hours a day, going to think that she needs to be a, a different animal, that it needs to be a different species. But it's a crazy animal. A monkey, he wants to be a cheetah. Great, what are we, Tarzan? The monkey can be a cheetah. Can, no way. It can't happen. It's only in the movies. If God made you to be a certain animal, you are that certain animal. If He made you to be in a certain religion, a certain family, no, I want to move out for my family. What are you talking about? That's your family. Oh, you want to work on your relationships? Or you feel like you must run away from, okay, that's great. I'll hear you all the way, no problem. But if really you love them and they still love you and everything is good, so let's work about on that first. Let's, let's be realistic. All of that craziness, and I'm not saying that it's not good. If you feel balanced with it, if you feel that that's the voice of the Creator, that God is calling you and telling you, great, go do that, I'm with you, I'm backing you up, I'll help you, we have connections, we're going to try to bring you to the right places, to talk to the right people, we can help. But first of all, know what is your truth. What is the purpose of your life? On earth. Now, okay, I have a job, certain building, certain office, certain friends, certain com company, certain family, certain people I know. I meet them in the grocery store, in, 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 the, in, the, in, in, in every place in the world. I'm going, I, I have, what, what should I do with them? First question, who am I? When you will know who you are, you will know the Creator. Before you know who you are, you cannot know the Creator. Because you are the fingerprint of the Creator. Because the Creator created the human beings, Betzalmo, Betzalem, Dmut, Tavnito. He made us to be in His shape. But He does not have no shape. He's beyond physical limitations. He doesn't have no body. So you see, you don't know yourself. Because you're not limited. Like that he's unlimited. You think I'm limited? Yeah, I have a body. Yes, I have my weight. Yes, I have my height. Yes, I have my eyes. I have my mouth. I have my ears. I have my hair. No, no, you don't know yourself at all. Those are your coverings. That is your body. That is your vehicle. That's not you. You don't know who you are. You are a soul. You are a Holy Spirit of the Creator. You have something inside of you that you're not aware to yet. You don't understand the power of your soul. You don't understand your closeness to the Creator. What can you find if you will focus in your inside, in your spirituality, in your eternal bonding to the Creator, to Source of Life? When your eyes is open, 
and you look to the sides, you see billions of details that you cannot even grab. How many people, how many seats, how many pillars, how many books, how many pages in every book, how many hairs on every head of every person, how many threads in every shirt, in every outfit, and how many shoes, and how many soles, and how many furnitures, and, and how many dots on the ceiling, and on the ground, and on the floor. What are you going to do with all of that information? You think it's not important? God illustrated the world. Can you deal with all of that information? The answer is no. So what should you do? You should focus in what that you have inside. Instead of trying to figure out what to do with the external world, hey, which job I should take? Where I'm going to go now? Where I'm going to buy this? Where I'm going? People are falling from confusions to despair and to give up on life and to say it's too much for me. I cannot handle. I don't want to handle. It's too hard for me. But if you will close your eyes and you will meditate a little bit, you will try to listen to the voice inside. When you close your eyes, there is only one thing that you see over there. And it's Him. It's the real you. In the beginning, you will hear your thoughts and you might be afraid of your thoughts. You will confront your emotions and you might be afraid of your emotions. Maybe you don't want to see what you're going to see when you will close your eyes. Old memories will come back. Old voices will hit you again. Screamings, insulting, shames, things that you went through in life. Things that you're afraid to admit. You don't want to deal with. But if you will be strong enough to make another step, into that Red Sea of who that you are. And then you will see that God will open the sea for you. You will see the greatness and the holiness of your soul. You will see things that are from the world that is beyond this world, from the world to come. And the world to come lives inside of you. Because when the person now, he lived 120 years, and now he passed away. Where is he? He's in the world to come. No, he's lying here now, on the ground. No, no. So where is he? He's in the world to come. How can it be? I see him here. No, his soul went back to the world to come. His soul is the world to come. And it's not trapped anymore in the physical body. Like that the Mishnah is saying that it's better for the person to have one hour of conversation and deep confession to the Creator in this world than all eternal life in the world to come. One hour of closeness to the Creator in this world is greater than all life in the world to come. How can it be? One hour compared to eternity? Because you can find yourself also lost in the world to come if you don't know who you are but if you find yourself so already in this world you will live forever with wisdom with faith with understanding developing and growing and coming closer and closer to the one to the source 
and it's in your powers to achieve the greatest things of them all. Like the Tana de Bieliao, the book that's been written by Eliyahu Navi, is saying that he's forcing heaven and earth to testify that what that he is saying is truth. That no matter who you are, if you're a Jew or a non-Jew, if you're a man or a woman, even if you're a slave or a free person, your closeness to the Creator, to achieve the level that Divine Spirit is hovering above you, that you know the will of the Creator completely, in a clear understanding and bright, it depends only in your good actions, means in the intention of your heart. Because if now a person will do a favor to you and he will pay your rent, and you know that he hates you for that, for doing that to you. He hates you for asking him to pay your rent. Can you call that charity? I'm telling you he will suffer for that charity because he hates you in his heart while giving you the money. That's not charity. You're not gonna develop and, and get holier and, and, and closer to the Creator by that charity. But if you have a good friend that really wants to give you the money and he see your sorrow, that you're about to be kicked out of your house and he is even poorer than you. And he's crying to the Creator, please give me the opportunity, I want to help my friend. And he doesn't have the money. And let's say that he will not gonna receive the money. And in the end you'll find your solution from another person. Do you think that he will not going to be rewarded on his will? For sure he will. Because the Creator, He wants the heart. He wants the intention of your heart. And if you have a heart, you have everything. Because inside your heart, the Creator is. And He knows your heart. And your heart is the place for Him to stay to be inside. So this is why the only thing that we need to do is to open our hearts to the Creator and to let Him live inside of us and to try to listen to the inner voice that is calling you from inside. The verse is saying, Lecha amar libi bakshu To you, the heart is saying, Ask for me always. Your heart is saying always, look for me, search for me. Again, the verse is confusing between me to the Creator. Am I talking about myself? Am I talking about Him? Lecha amar libi. To you, my heart was saying, Bakshu panaitamid, ask for my face always. Who are you? Who are you talking to? Is it me talking to myself? Are you calling me from inside my heart to tell me to look for you? Where are you? Outside, inside? The verse is confused? No, we're confused. <laughs> the verse is straight and is telling you, you are the heart that is holding, treasuring the Creator inside of you. The treasure is already inside. It's your life. It's Chaya Chaim, the source of life. He's inside of you. Now you're alive, so He's with you. The person passed away, Passed away. And he's still alive in an eternal way. He was always 
eternal. Also when he was trapped in prison, trapped in jail, trapped in the vehicle, in the body, in physicality, in shape, in height, in weight, in colors, in families, in thoughts, in confusions. He was still a holy soul inside, an unlimited soul. The problem is that we're not aware to ourselves, that we don't know who we are, that we don't understand the purpose of our own lives. But people that are closing their eyes long enough and listening to the voice of their soul, they're dividing themselves from all of the confusions of this world. And they become to be angels on earth. Those are the people of God. Those are the real believers. Those are the righteous people that are walking between us. And we all can become one. We all can become one. They're sitting in a circle and they're helping us. And you met them already. And you don't know that you met them. But they came to you and they touched your heart. One time it was an old lady in the supermarket. One time it was a young person that drove you from point A to point B. One time it was your parents. One time it was your brother. And you don't know who is dressing them in every situation in life. And I'm asking you, do you know who is dressing you right now? Do you know who lives inside of you right now? Are you aware to the angels, to the holy souls that are coming in and out into your bodies while you're asleep? And suddenly in the morning you woke up and you had such a holy desire to pray and to wash yourself and to go and to cry to the Creator. Or when you before you light the candles, Shabbos candles, or you do some other wonderful thing. Do you know who is dressing you from inside? To which group of souls you're attached from inside? Are you aware to the spiritual world? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you were in different lifetimes? Do you know how many times you came to this world? And how many souls you saved until today? Do you know how many souls you saved in this lifetime? Do you know how many times when you were seeding, so holy fruits were growing? Do you know how many lives you changed? Do you know how many families you saved? Do you know the power of charity? I gave that example a couple of days ago in class. The verse is saying on charity, Charity will save from death. Great. So now I'm asking you to give this tiny coin. It will be called charity. Now putting it here for Native Center. I'll give more, don't worry. <laughs> but that coin is a charity. That's what I have now. I want to give that. Would it be called charity to give it to the Native Center? Yes. So the verse is saying, Charity will save from death. Okay. Was it worthy? Or that you don't believe the verse? Okay, you want to say, look, do you really believe that that coin will save a person? I don't know about that. Maybe it will save a squirrel. 
Now, is it worthy? Maybe it will save a butterfly. Is it worthy? For me, it's worthy. I'm giving more. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'll give more. I saved another butterfly. Isn't it worth it? So how many coins you gave until today? How many dollar bills you gave until today? So how many lives you saved until today? Me? No one. Why you say that? You didn't give him ten dollars, you didn't help him with two hundred dollars, you never gave him three coins before the, he was stuck with no change. You didn't want it, you found yourself and you gave, it just fell off your pocket and you gave it. You gave, right? You saved three porcupines in that day. They were about to be run by a truck over here in the highway and you saved them. You saved their souls. Wasn't it worthy just to help those three porcupines to cross the highway? It was. So you don't know who you are. Oh, and when you learn Torah, you know what you're doing in the world when you learn Torah? No, you don't know. But did you learn Torah? Yes. Do you know that even to read one letter of the Torah, one letter that is guiding you how to walk in the path of Torah, in the path of truth, it's already called to learn Torah? And you know that if a person is learning Torah, so it means for him like that he kept all 613 mitzvot. Every letter that you read in the Torah, it counts, it means for you like that you kept all Torah mitzvot. But I'm not Jewish. Yeah, I know, so what? But it's still written that if you learn Torah, so you will be rewarded. And even more than that, to do something even smaller than that and to be rewarded even more than that, like Avraham Avinu. That Avraham Avinu, the verse is saying, you know Avraham Avinu, he was not a Jew in the beginning. In his early days he was not a Jew. And Avraham Avinu believed in Hashem. He believed in the Creator and what the Creator said on him, that it was counting for him as charity. What we said about charity, that it's saving lives, right? Great! Abraham Avinu, what he did, he believed in Hashem. He believed that there is Father in Heaven. He believed that there is a Creator. What he was doing, nothing. We're not talking about what he was doing. The verse is saying that he believed in God and it counts for him as charity. Means that when you believe that there is a Creator, you're already saving lives. Oh, you don't believe that? I see. That's a problem. That's why I need to move to Texas. Because <laughs> you're asleep. <laughs> but the verse is saying that when you believe in the Creator, so it's like that you gave charity. You gave charity, you saved lives. And you don't believe in that. You don't believe that now when you're learning Torah, when you believe in Hashem Barach, so you're keeping the world life and exist. And it's your merit that the world now is rolling and going on. And people are alive and babies are coming to life and families are getting united and people, couples are getting married. And because of your holy thoughts, because of your holy desires, because of your pure will, because of your actions. And you have that problem that you listen to the voice of the power of imagination. That is telling you, but look who you are, 
and how you look and how you sound and how far you are and all of those are a bunch of lies. Because he is just describing your body. But you are not your body, you are your soul. <coughs> you are that part of heaven that lives inside of your body. Because when that person after 120 years he passed away, his body is something that even though that we feel sorry, we want to get rid of. Even though that he was so cool, cute and so nice and so sweet. It's better to be underground. Why? Because it stinks. Because it's not him. It's really not him anymore. So if it's not him now, how can it be that it was him <coughs> one hour earlier? No, it wasn't him. You don't miss the body. You miss his soul. His soul was the one that you were in touch with already before. And a body cannot really be bond and really in touch with a soul. It's just a vehicle. You and your car are two separate things. And your body and your soul are two separate things. So you're also not a body. You're a holy soul. That's who you are. And as a holy soul, you need to believe in yourself and to be happy and proud of who that you are because you are a holy soul and that's it. And between the souls there is no holier soul and a purer soul and a nicer soul. That's only imagination of the world that is full of dividings and limitations. But in the world to come, in the eternal world, there are no definitions, it's all one. The Creator is in exile. The Creator exiled Himself into the physical world and covered Himself in coverings, in bodies. And those are our bodies. But inside of those coverings there is only one thing that is the Creator Himself. And that is your soul. It's like fingers of the person. If someone holds your finger, can you tell him, leave me alone? Or that you must tell him, leave my finger alone? You can say, leave me alone. Why? Because my finger is me. No, 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 it's mine. Please, give me my, it's me. Give me my finger back. Also those beams of light, the holy souls, are the same essence of the Creator of Himself. We are Him and He is us. And there are no separations between him to his children. You are your children. The Gemara, the Talmud is saying, the kid is the leg of his parent. You're part of the organs of the Creator. Spiritual organs of an endless body with no shape. That's you. That's who that you are. So we must be aware to ourselves. We must find who that we really are. The way to do it is only through prayer. This is why the Creator said and called the temple 
ביתי בית תפילה יקרא לכל העמים. My house will be the house of prayer to all nations, that everyone will come and learn how to pray. Who will teach you how to pray? The ones that are praying for thousands and thousands of years. They're going to teach you what your purpose is, but it's your purpose as well. Maybe we were there before, maybe we received something that you haven't received, but you received it only to shine on you, to open the doors for you to know Him, to find Him, to believe in Him with a happy heart, to reveal your shiny soul. I was in an amazing school, Jewish school in Alabama. I saw a fantastic school. I talked to the rabbi. They took us to visit in that school and I told him, you know, it's not the wisdom of the Jewish people that built that school. It is a Jewish school. Those are Jewish teachers teaching Jewish kids. But the wisdom belongs to the nations. It's not our wisdom. We haven't built that school. Someone taught us. We saw an example, a role model for that school somewhere else. Not between us, not in Masha'arim ghetto in Jerusalem, I promise you. It's not from there. It's from somewhere else, from some place relaxed, from some place with no wars, from some place that people are calm, waking up in the morning, drinking their uh, Starbucks coffee, and going to teach in school, relaxed and calm. From that place, that school came. And we need that school. And we need to teach our children also how to be calm and how to be relaxed and that the Holocaust finished already 70 years ago and that everything is good and okay. We need to learn how to relax. We also have what to learn. You need to learn from the wisdom of the nations because everyone got so much to teach. Everyone have so much to bring into the house of Hashem, to the house of prayer. One person, he cares about himself. Another person, he cares about prayers. A third person cares about learning Torah. Another person cares about the dolphins. Are the dolphins not important in the eyes of the Creator? I'm asking you. The fish, the ocean, the sky, the ozone, is it not important? It is. To the Creator, all of His creation is important. So now, what are we going to do? We're going to drop the world and going to focus? No, let's learn Torah. Relax. The Torah is supposed to give life to the world. Because that one person learns Torah and pray like we learned, another person got a fantastic understanding of how really to save the, 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 the sea world. How really to, 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 to save Africa. How really to bring water uh, to, to places that are dry that people are dying, for, dying from hunger over there. People are going to wake up to find the wisdom of the Creator inside of nature because of the people that are bringing the Creator down to the world. So the spiritual ones are going to work spiritually and the ones that have a lot to do in the world are going to work physically and everyone will do his job and together we will complete the creation. And if the engineer will want to be a doctor, and the doctor will want to be a dentist, and the dentist will want to go and learn in yeshiva, so the world is lost. Because the yeshiva guy, he must go to the dentist once in a while. So what are they going to do? So if you have that way of thinking that you are a dentist, 
And that's what you learned, and that's your profession, and that's part of your life. If you're helping children, if you drive a cab, I drove in an Uber cab, and the driver of that Uber, he woke me up to life, I'm telling you. He was talking to me pearls of wisdom like I never heard in my life. I went out from that car so humble. I told myself, you know how many years you're working on yourself? And you're breaking yourself to pieces, and you're praying to the Creator, and you're fasting, and you're doing, and you're, and you're doing a fantastic work, work. And yes, you're also succeeding, and you achieved wonderful things. Everything is great with you. But that Uber driver, he's wise, wiser than you. <laughs> and he achieved more than you. And really, he taught me so many things that, I okay, I had to go through that roller coaster in my life to achieve what that I achieved. And that person, I'm telling you, he achieved more than I. He taught me things that for me, I need may maybe 20 more years to, to come to those understandings. <coughs> and maybe without him, I wouldn't even have those thoughts ever. He's got so much to teach me, and he did, he taught me. He cared about me, he was kind enough to share. So now I need to judge him on who that he, oh, he's an Uber driver. What does it mean that he's an Uber driver? Does it mean something? Avraham Avinu, he was a shepherd. So, what does it mean about him? Oh no, it was Avraham Avinu. And you know who that Uber driver was? You don't know who he is. You don't know. You don't know anything about him. Oh, but I'm just a secretary in an office. Okay. Maybe Rachel Imenu was also working, fixing all of the papers for her father, and she was also writing the numbers and counting the cattle and the animals. Or, what do you know? Who, maybe she was her father's secretary. Maybe she was helping him and reminding him, hey, don't forget, today you have a meeting. Maybe she was her father's secretary. The fact that you're judging yourself and criticizing yourself and think that you know who you are, that's a mistake. That's how you help the power of imagination to divide you from the Creator. Because you ignore your soul and you stuck yourself in physicality. And you define yourself. And you're limiting yourself. You say, no, I am a secretary. No, I am a doctor. No, I am Christian. No, I am far. No, I am... No, you're not. Ooh. No, you're not. You're a spiritual being. You're a fantastic creation of the Creator, and you're in His hands, and no one can separate between you, except of your imaginations that are separating. But if you will work on yourself, not to listen to those ones, to those foreign thoughts that are judging you and breaking your spirit and kicking you down to the ground and humiliating you and saying so many bad things about you and, 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 and insulting you. Why do, if you would have a friend like you, you would kick him in his face. You wouldn't talk to him for one day. You are your worst enemy in the world. You're destroying yourself every day. Drop yourself, throw yourself away. Nullify yourself to the Creator. Become one with who that you really are. Be your best friend. Love yourself. You want to keep the biggest mitzvah of them all, the aftal racha that you need to love your friend as you love yourself, so you must love yourself for that. 
You cannot love your friend as you love yourself while you still hate yourself. Because then this is the reason why you hate your friends, why you have so many pre problems with people, why you have so many issues with, with, with your family. Because your family, because your friends, people outside are only the mirror that is showing to you what did you think about yourself. So you hate anger because you hate your angers. And you're afraid of, 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 of powerful um, people, of, 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 of critical people, of uh, violent people. Okay, don't you recognize those things inside of you that you're afraid of? That's the mirror that God is reflecting to you, your real self, who that you are. And He's guiding you, like the verse is saying, all of the time telling you, calling you, come closer to me, come closer to me. What does it mean? Practically, how are we going to do that? Okay, you see that you don't like that one, so don't be like that one. You want to be like that one? Okay, so go and work to reveal. If you recognize that good inside of him, it means that you have the same good inside of yourself, or else you wouldn't recognize that good. You recognize inside of Him only what that you know from inside of yourself, that's who you are. You are the world. You are who that you are. And you see yourself all of the time. God is helping you 24-7 to know exactly what you need to do to become your real self. The Creator Himself. To come back to God. When you came back to God, nullified yourself to God, Choser B'Tshuva came back to have the answer, you become to be one with Him, there are no dividings anymore. You are one with Him. When you will come back to be who that you are, not to change yourself enough. If you will complete that change, to change yourself completely, you're really going to lose your true self in the end. If you want to change yourself, what that you're going to do is actually to change who that God made you to be. I'm telling you, don't change. Reveal yourself. Find your true self. If you will be me, you will not going to like your life. You will not going to enjoy your life. What do you want in life? To have the life that you want to live. You want your family to enjoy more. You want to have more money. You want to buy that house for yourself. You want to give charity to your friends. You want your environment to be healthier and better. You don't really want to uproot yourself and to be something else. No, you're going to feel foreign over there. You're not going to know the language. You're not going to understand what they're talking about. You want to heal your own body, your own family, your own environment. That's what you really want. That people will not going to be angry at you, that you will not going to be cheated by them, that you will not going to have to lie, that you will be able to express yourself. You want to be who that you are. So be who that you are. No one can guide you to be who that you are because you already know who you are. You know exactly what you think about him and about her and about yourself. And you know exactly how you want to behave and why you're afraid to. You know exactly who you are, you're just afraid to execute that. 
You just don't believe in yourself that you're important, that you are important, that your opinion is wise, that you are blessed already. So it's much easier to say, you know what, I'm going to move to another place. And now instead of being like, for an example, to follow a religion that you don't believe in, for an example, Christianity, you're going to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to idolize something else. And you're still worshipping the same idols that you were worshipping over them. As a Jew. As being called a Jew. Because until you uproot that fact of idolizing someone and idolizing people or idolizing yourself, you're still worshipping idols. And you can worship idols with beer, with peor, with tzitzit, with kippah, keeping Shabbat, eating kosher. And it doesn't bring you to Hashem. What's going on? <laughs> like that charity that we said. That if that person gave you now $2,000, paid your rent, but he hates you for that, it's not charity. So if you're serving God and you're religion and you're religious and you're serving and you wake up in the morning and you go to shul and you do everything, buy the book, keeping all to home, it's what, but your heart is not there. You don't have faith. You don't live your life really with the Creator, with that understanding that God is with you and that He loves you and unconditional love. And you all of the time think that it depends, that the love and the success Depends in when I wake up in the morning, and it depends in what I'm putting into my mouth, and it depends in how I look, and it depends in who my friends are, and it depends and depends and depends. You don't understand the Creator at all. And you're so far away from Him, and you can live in Masharim, in the ghetto, in the tiniest houses over there, close to the yeshiva. And not to live your life with the Creator. So for what? What's the use? You are not going to be rewarded on that. You are not going to feel the closeness to the Creator through that. Really to feel the loving kindness of the Creator, for that you need to be yourself. Your true self. To see your own beauty, who that you are. And to stop comparing yourself to other people. No, I must be like him, I must be like her. No, you're not. Because you're not. And you're never going to be. And if you will work so hard to change yourself to become like Him, you're going to lose yourself forever. And then you're completely lost. Be yourself. Find your true self. Love yourself. Accept yourself. Appreciate yourself on your honesty, on your dignity, on your kindness, on your friendship on your wisdom, on your life experience that you haven't killed yourself until today. It wasn't easy. And you survived. And you made it to that day that you're learning Torah now, that you're thinking about the Creator now, that you're trying to be kinder and nicer and wiser. All of those things are fantastic things that you have inside of yourself. 
I appreciate you so much. And I have the ability to see all of that good inside of you only because of I am working so hard to see those points inside of myself. And if I'm going to stop fighting on that, in two years I'm going to, I'm going to lose my mind. And I'll be from again. I'll be religious again. I don't want that. I want to be myself. I want to be that truth seeker that I was already from a very young age. I don't want to be Haredi, I don't want to be Dati, I don't want no definitions. I want to be myself. My truth from inside is bringing me to see that there is a Creator. And as a believer, I'm asking Him, what can I do for you? What do you want me to do? And those prayers are being answered because I'm asking from the heart. Because I really want to keep His will to do what that He wants me to do. So I'm listening to Him. I'm not listening to the rabbi that is talking in class. Also now, for you, advice. You heard me. I was talking. You're not supposed to listen to me. You're supposed to listen to yourself. What is going on inside of yourself while I'm talking? What woke you up? What touched your heart? What inspired you the most? Take those points. Don't take the lecture. Don't take the rabbi home. I have my own life. I have my own family. Take yourself home. Take your conclusions home. Find yourself. Work on yourself to become yourself. And then you will find God that He's with you already. That you just forgot about Him. That you just didn't recognize Him. But He is you and you are Him. I thank you very much for being so quiet and smiling during all of that wonderful class. I want, please, if I may, to call my friend and brother Ira to say a few more things to you guys. And Bezat Hashem, tomorrow we'll have another class here in in town, so you're more than welcome to join us. And after the class with Hashem, I would love to bless each and every one of you and to promise you whatever you want, no problems. <laughs> Thank you very much, be blessed.